0: All right, guys, welcome back. David Dodge, the host of the Discount Property Investor Podcast, as well as the Wholesaling Real Estate Show. Today, I have a special guest for you all. His name is Matthew Sullivan. And Matthew reached out wanting to be a guest on the show. And usually I tell people, no, beat it. But Matthew had an interesting type of business. So Matthew is the CEO and founder of Quantum RE. And I'm excited to bring Matt on today because he is doing something that is very unique. I haven't even heard of this, guys. I've been in real estate 15 years, been doing this full-time for 5, you know, bought and sold and flipped over 500 houses in the last 5 years with the help of my team, and I have never heard of this strategy that Matthew here today to talk to us about so first and foremost let's welcome matt sullivan matt how are you today welcome to the show
1: david thank you for having me on what an introduction thank you i'm not sure how i can possibly live up to that
0: (laughs) hey no worries matthew we are happy to have you so again matthew's the ceo and the founder of quantum re Um, a little bit other information about matthew serial entrepreneur uh, founder and president of crowdfunding real estate company crowd venture He's the author of Head First, A Roadmap for Entrepreneurs, and he is the host himself of Hooked on Startups podcast. So it looks like Matt has a lot of experience, not only in business, but real estate as well. And uh, let's just jump in.
1: So Matt, tell us a little bit about Quantum RE. Thank you. So let's talk about the problem that we solve. And um, the problem really is if you're a homeowner, and you have equity in your home, the only way that you can unlock that equity is to go back to the bank and borrow money. So you're not actually getting the cash, you're just going deeper into debt. And you can borrow money through a reverse mortgage or a cash out refi or a HELOC. But in all of those cases, what you're doing is you're adding to your debt burden and you're not really getting access to money that is really yours. So we think that that's a very unacceptable set of circumstances. So what our company does, what Quantumari does, is we enable homeowners to access the equity that's trapped in their homes without going into debt. And what that means is that we can provide homeowners, and that could be people that own investment properties or rental properties. We provide homeowners with a cash lump sum that can be up to half a million dollars, And the best part is there's no interest, there's no monthly payments, and there's no added debt. So that means that it doesn't appear on your credit report as additional debt. You don't have to make monthly payments. Um, You can uh, use the money for whatever you want, which could be to put the down payment on another property, or it could be something as simple as paying off some high cost credit card debt.
0: Okay. Okay. Very interesting. So this is not a loan, right? Because I have a line of credit on a bunch of my properties for my business. And then I have a couple personal rentals as well as my own home that I have a line of credit against. So I can, you know, have capital to be able to go and buy properties cash, um, without a bank, um, you know, for the, the purchase of these properties. So Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like this
1: is not a loan. Am I right? No, it is absolutely not a loan. So in any real estate transaction, there's debt and there's equity. So, you know, the equity is normally the down payment and the debt is the balance. the amount that you borrow from a hard money lender or from a bank or another institution. So we are investors in the equity part and the key word is that we are investors so we're not lenders so you're absolutely right we're not lending you money so we don't get involved with lines of credit we're not involved with mortgages or um, uh, or other types of lending products what we're interested in is getting a piece of the increase in value as your home appreciates So the way that we are and and our investors gets paid is not through interest payments. It's by taking a share of the increase in value when you sell your home. So that means that we get paid in a completely different way. And because of that, there aren't any monthly payments. There is no interest and there is no debt.
0: Okay. So so if there's no interest and there's no debt, how can you explain how it works and or why somebody would want to use this product?
1: Of course. So there's two sides to the trade. There's the investor who wants to invest and take a share of your property and share in the upside potential. And then there's the homeowner who has equity, but wants the cash. So the two sides of the trade is I've got cash and I want to invest in equity and the homeowner has equity and wants to get hold of cash. From an investor's perspective, it's interesting to them because A, they can get access to properties that are not for sale. So if I'm a homeowner and I'm living in my home and I want to access some of my equity, if I work with a home equity agreement, that means an investor can now participate with me as the house appreciates. But I don't have to put my house up for sale. So that means, from an investor's perspective, they get the ability to invest in properties that are not for sale. Now, there's fifteen trillion dollars worth of equity in single-family homes in the U.S. Okay. So it's an enormous untapped market. So the investors, um, uh, you know, what's in it for the investor is they get to invest capital in single-family homes that may or may not be owner occupied, where they don't have to be the owner. So that means they don't have all of the issues of toilets, tenants, trash, termites. They simply participate in the upside. So when the house is sold, they get a share of the upside. From the homeowner's perspective, it's a very attractive proposition because they can unlock up to half a million dollars of cash Without monthly payments, they've got up to 30 years to settle the agreement. And they settle the agreement normally by selling their home. When they sell their home, they pay back the original investment and the investor shares in some of the amount that the house has gone up since the day that the homeowner agreed the contract.
0: Okay. So I've, listen, I'm going to be honest. This is way above my head and above my pay grade but I am eager to learn more. So can we use a real world example?
1: Let's talk about a home that's worth half a million
0: dollars. So let's use my home. I think this will just be easier for me to learn. All right. My home's worth 650K.
1: And let's say that you're, um, uh, let's say that you have, you know, you've paid off most of your, a lot of your mortgage. Let's say you've got a hundred thousand dollar mortgage.
0: Well, I'm going to give you a real world example. So again, I, I, my house is worth 650K and I owe 250,000. It's like actually 269, but Let's call it two fifty, for example. All right, so I have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage or debt service on this house. Uh, The the um, let's call it the ARV, or really this is the appraised value. I just had this appraised maybe seven months ago, um, and it was six fifty. So that leaves four hundred thousand dollars worth of equity. So if I was the customer, and in this example I am, uh, and I have four hundred k and I came to of equity. I came to you all and I said, hey, I got a 250K note on a house that's worth 650. That's 400K in equity. What can you all do
1: for me? First of all, let's talk about the the amounts that we can unlock. So the first uh, piece of good news is, yes, we can help you. Secondly, because you've got almost $400,000 of equity in your home, that means that we can invest up to 20% of the current value of your home. So that means that we can invest up to $130,000 in your home. Um, but let's say that you don't need that much. Let's say that you only really want half So hold
0: on. Let me, let me just, uh, I just want to make sure, I'm not, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Manthe. No, no to make go, sure go I ahead, of page. course. So when you say you can invest up to 20%, that's of the equity or of the after? You put, it's got to be of the equity, right? No, no, no. It's the value, the current the value. value.
1: So the debt doesn't matter then or it does? Well, it does. But what we're saying is we can invest up to 20% of the value of your home. And the second number that's important is if we look at the amount that we're investing and we add it to your existing loan, that must be 70% or less of the value of your current home. So if we look at, if we do a quick calculation, if we look at um, what is Um, Well, 650
0: times 0.2 is 130. Let's start there, right? So basically, that's 130K that you guys are basically willing to invest. But then part two, that's basically part one of your guys' equation, right? Part one. And then part two, um, I know you just said it, but I'm going to have you repeat it again. So part two would be...
1: So we're now going to say, okay, if we want to go to the maximum, if we add that to your existing mortgage is that less than 70% of the current value of your home?
0: Got it. So 250 in this example, it's 269 to be exact. But again, we're going to use simple math, right? 650 and 250. So 250 plus the 130, okay? So 130 plus 250 over here, that puts me at 380, okay? And the home's worth 650, but your new number would be 380, right? It'd be what you'd be willing to invest on top of what's already owed, and then I take. Uh, how do I get a percentage of that? Then so we're three, saying
1: that what we're saying now is that that three hundred and eighty, which is your mortgage plus the amount that we're going to invest, is that less than seventy percent? Now seventy percent of six hundred and fifty thousand is four hundred and fifty five. That's four
0: hundred and fifty five. Correct. Okay.
1: So You're lower than four hundred and fifty five. So that means that you meet our seventy percent loan to value test. <clears throat> so that means that um, the maximum amount that we would be able to invest in your home would be one hundred thirty thousand.
0: Okay, so the so the, so the three hundred and eighty needs to be that total needs to be seventy percent or less, right?
1: Yes, exactly. So if we look at three hundred and eighty divided by six hundred and fifty, that's fifty eight percent. So you're, you're, you're well below our 70% maximum. Okay.
0: So, and I appreciate you slowing down. I'm kind of dumb sometimes.
1: <laughs> I don't think so somehow, but I but,
0: think but, a lot of the yes. audience is really, it, this is helpful to, for them no, no, to no, it's see. No, 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 we should. Absolutely. This yeah. Is- okay, cool. Okay. So just to kind of recap guys, my house is worth 650. I have 250 K debt. It's $400,000 worth of equity. Most people don't have that kind of equity, but I'm a saver. When I I go do my flips and my rentals and I make money, I just like to park it and I want to pay my house off as soon as I possibly can too. So that's why I have a lot of equity. Now, this company is going to invest up to 20% of the value of the home. So 20% of the 650 is 130. So they're willing to put in 130 if and only if that 20%, in this case, 130 plus the mortgage amount, so 250 plus 130 equals 380. If that number is 70% or less of the appraised value. So you guys are going to need an appraisal to do this, right?
1: Yes. I mean, that's absolutely right. So um, we base the value of the home on an appraisal. So it's something that is, um, uh, you know, the appraisal is appointed through an independent appraisal company uh, in the same way that if you were to take out a um, another time. Yeah. Of you guys hire credit. the appraisal
0: or the bank in, 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 a, in the event of a refi or a line of credit, they hire the appraisal. Right. It's, it's always a, a third it, party, but usually it's, it's hired and coordinated by the lender. Right. Exactly. So that okay. means that
1: it's an, an independent appraisal. Um, Perfect. So p- the process really is that, first of all, we do some desktop research to find out whether or not your property pre-qualifies. Okay. And we can do that very quickly without having to do a credit check, really just based on the value of your home and the amount of mortgage that you have. And a lot of that information is publicly available. Um, So the next stage is, once you meet those sort of two key criteria, the 20% or or the 70%, then your house is pre-qualified um, as long as you're within one of the areas which we invest now, t- typically um, we d- we we can invest in around fifteen states. And I say around fifteen states because that number is uh, you know growing um, uh, you know on a regular basis, um, and we can invest in major uh, metropolitan service areas. So if your property is in a uh, of a rural area, we're probably unlikely to be able to invest. Because we need to invest in homes where we can reliably predict what the value is. So, in other words, houses that are that are difficult to value are houses that tend to fall outside of our remit. But most people that live in major MSAs, cities, uh, you know, will um, you know be able to um, you know apply for a home equity. Yeah. There. So, how many states again? Uh, f- you know, fifteen states at the moment, um, and we have other investors that um, will will should you know over the next few months bring that number up to almost 30 states
0: oh wow okay cool so 15 states and growing as today and you said mostly uh, mostly urban excuse me mostly urban areas right do
1: i have that effect on people don't worry
0: <laughs> no, that's not the case at all it's been a long day mostly urban
1: areas so like most you
0: know like basically it can't be too rural it can be county
1: Or suburbs, I would imagine. So the average, the sort of homes that you and your listeners would be um, investing in, these are the types of homes that we want to work with as well. Okay. Um, So the next stage really is then is the application process. Um, Application normally takes between four to six weeks. um, And really what we do is we gather information about the home, about the mortgage. Um, We uh, have a minimum credit requirement of you know, around sort of mid 500s, mid 500s to 600. So we can go down as low in some circumstances to about 550. Um, and as you can see that that's a lot lower than the average, um, you know, Wells Fargo um, loan where they're expecting you to have a credit score in the sort of, you know, low 900s. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is uh, much, you know, you know, much more applicable to uh, people that have equity um, many of our customers are people that have found themselves in a situation where, um, you know, they've got a lot of credit card debt or um, maybe they just want to, you know, raise capital to pay for things like, you know, children's education or, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, to put a down payment down on an investment property.
0: Got it. Okay. Very interesting. So, this is not a loan. There is no interest and there is no debt. You had said that earlier. So. Let's assume with my example that we get through this four to six week process. My credit score is fluctuates between, I don't know, between seven and 800 typically. So I would come in well above the 550 minimum. Um, I obviously have the equity there. Uh, and we've already determined that in my scenario, you would essentially lend 130, not lend, because that would make invest. it a loan. We didn't we didn't invest. so we're investing. You're investing, okay? So, assuming we got through, and this is hypothetical, so I'm not holding you to this, Matthew. I'm just trying to educate and provide value. Yeah, no, no, of course. To our listeners so, so the, and the next question is, you know, what yeah, happens? So the next, the next question is, is so I'm pre-approved or I'm hypothetically approved, right? We get through that four to six week period, and then you guys say, Dave, we're going to invest 130 into you. And again, I could have. You know, not the best credit as long as I have equity and I'm not out in the boonies. That's kind of essentially some of the credit. Yeah. So, and, I, and I'm sure we're leaving a, a thing or two off. Not a big deal. I'm looking big picture here, right? So Matthew comes and he says, Dave, guess what? You've been approved. Hypothetically, we're going to get you $130,000, not a loan, but an investment. And then I'd imagine you guys would slap a lien on my property.
1: Yeah. And again, really what we then have is an agreement. Um, which is very similar to an option agreement. So we're not taking ownership of your property. There's no change of title. You remain the owner, you remain, um, you know, you occupy the property, you maintain all rights and privileges of an owner. But what we have is an option agreement where the option says, when you sell your home, which can be time in the next 30 years, You give us back the original investment out of the sales proceeds together with a share of the increase in value. So if your property has gone up over the time that you've had this option agreement in place, then we will share in some of that upside. But you're absolutely right. That agreement is evidenced by a lien, so it's a subordinate lien. It sits behind the uh, the senior lenders, so it doesn't sit in you know in front. We are junior to uh, the existing lenders, but it's it's protected. Our investment is protected by a lien on your property.
0: But it also prevents somebody else from going out and taking a HELOC out on that money too, right? Or basically increasing their debt ratio that, on the uh, property above where you're at. I mean, essentially, it's a second mortgage. mortgage, right?
1: It, it's what it does it does all of those things exactly because one of the things that would erode our interest or erode our our security would be if a homeowner went and borrowed more money so that's one of the things that you 're not allowed to do you 're not allowed to increase your uh, your your debt or your uh, um uh, loans against your property without our permission. So the lien does a number of things. It protects our interests. And it also means when you go through the sales process, the liens are paid off first. So it just makes sure that, uh, our investors have a good chance of getting their money when you sell your home.
0: Makes perfect sense. And that's why I was asking. So guys, this isn't bad stuff. This, this is the way it should be. Um, and it sounds like these guys are doing it by the book, which is great. Okay. So couple questions come to mind, Matt. And is it okay if I call you Matt or is it Matthew?
1: You can call me anything as you- uh, is <laughs> I'm the you same say? way. I go by Dave like or as long David. As you don't call me late for dinner. Yes, that's that's right.
0: right. That's right. I, I go, I'm yeah. Dave or David, same Same here, man. I'm pretty right. easy. Okay. So I like this. So you guys are essentially in my scenario, hypothetical scenario, you guys would essentially be willing to give me or invest into, into me and my property, 130K. Now, you guys would have a second lien or a second mortgage on the property, but there's no monthly payments um, of interest or anything like that, which is very, very cool. And when, when I went to go, when I would go to sell my home anytime over the next 30 years, then what, how, how, and and do you have like a standard? Or is this always a variable? Or it's,
1: it's, a, it's a variable, but it's within certain tolerances. So in other okay. words, I can give you um, a very good indication. Um, and first of all, the amount that we share in the increase in value, is really determined by how much money we invest in the first place. So if we invest, let's say, 10% of the value of your home, which is 65000 Then the sharing ratio, the percentage of the increase in value is normally around 30 to 35%. If you double that and say, actually, I want 20% of the value of my home, which is 130,000, then the amount of the increase in value that we would share in would be twice that. So it would be between 60 and 65%. So that means when you sell your home in 30 years, we would get back in your example, the $130,000 investment together with between 60 and 65% of the increase in value.
0: Okay. So I'm a little confused and it's not you. It's me. I promise. <laughs> that,
1: I think I've heard that before somewhere. Actually, That's
0: right. And, and I'm just, uh, I'm so, I'm so drawn between what I know. And that's,
1: that is our biggest challenge. Yes. Okay. So
0: so again, I don't think that you did a bad job of explaining it. I think I'm doing a bad job of understanding because I'm just so in my black and white way. Right. So let me get this. let, let, Let me try to understand this a little bit in more detail. And again, I think this is very helpful to the listeners and the viewers um, as well just to kind of break this down so again i don't mean to be redundant with oh, you. no i
1: mean why don't we use your example so why don't we say that your house let's say you have your house uh, for another couple of years or so um, and you sell it for seven hundred thousand dollars so okay. that means
0: so i guess before we do that what happens if the house is sold at a later date I don't know if the time matters—if it's one year or twenty-nine years. It doesn't matter.
1: No, no, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, what happens if it sells for the same amount that it was bought, or less? Because I let's address that first, and then let's go to the assuming that it it went up,
1: right? Right. What happens in those two scenarios? So, in the first scenario, where it sells at the same value, now, as you can tell, and I can see the way you're thinking here, from an investor's perspective, if you've held onto my money. That hundred thirty thousand dollars, maybe for a couple of years, and your house sells for the same amount, um, then that means I don't make any money on that investment. So that's not, you know, a terribly interesting investment for me.
0: Yeah. So one thing I do want to keep in mind, folks, it doesn't have to sell at the same amount that we bought it for. It has to sell at the same amount of what it appraised for at the time of working with Matthew and his team. Those are two different things because I could have bought this house 15 years ago absolutely, and I could start working with Matt today, right? So yes. scenario it's, one, it sells at the, the same the, amount
1: that it appraised for. At the time that the, we agreed. The, uh, the agreement. Got it.
0: Okay. I'm just making some notes for the show notes over here too. This is very important. So Thank in you. that scenario, how does it work? Let, let's assume it's the same and then scenario yeah. two would be less, right? So scenario so what, one, it's the same.
1: So scenario one, the same. So we have to build in some type of cushion or upside for the investor. So what we do is we say, your home appraises at 650,000, but what we're going to do is we're going to build in an adjustment to that so that if your property does not increase in value or in fact goes down in value, we still are able to make A little bit of uh, of a return as long as but if your property goes down significantly then we will be in a position where we could be losing money so what we'll do is we'll say that your house appraises at six hundred and fifty thousand but we will adjust the value for the purposes of the contract and that adjustment can be typically within between 15 and 20 percent so that means that we could reduce the value of your home by up to 20% so that's about 130,000 so we would say for the purposes of this agreement your house actually is valued valued at say 520,000 so that means if you were to sell it at the same amount a few years later we would look at the difference between that adjusted value which is 520 the sales value which is 650 and we would then calculate the percentage of that increase in value as the as our return on our investment
0: okay so in this so in scenario 1 though it sells at the same amount that it appraised for so it it just appraised 7 months ago for 650 so let's just assume that it would do the same today right maybe even a little bit more but for simple math it's 650 so are you saying that you guys would only lend, you wouldn't lend at that appraised number? You wouldn't. No, what 80%? we would do
1: is we would use the, and this is where it does get a little bit confusing, but we would use the appraised value to calculate how much we would invest. But then when it comes to calculating how much of the increase in value we're going to share, we're going to move the needle a little bit to the left. So okay. we're going to say, here's a check for 130,000 but when you come to sell your house when we calculate the starting point so that we know you know what the difference is between the you know the, the what the increase in value is um that's where we where we bring in that that risk adjustment and as i said it is anywhere from you know 10 to 20% depending on you know where the home is the credit score and lots of other factors
0: okay so what you're saying though is okay just so i'm getting this right so just because it appraised at 650 you guys wouldn't be offering the 20% on the 650. You would discount that. Yes,
1: no, we do. We offer the 20% on the 650. But when it comes to starting the clock and we say, well, what's the house worth to be able to start? Because the other thing is the sharing ratio. So the second piece is how do we get paid? And we get paid by a share of the increase. So the next question is, well, what numbers do we use? What's our baseline? what do we say your house is worth so we can start the clock? Um, and we're going to say, we don't want to start it at 650 because if your house, particularly in the current economic climate, and this is really all come about because of, of the sort of pandemic. Um, we don't want to start the clock at the same value because there's a very good chance that it may not actually go up in value. So we're going to move the needle slightly to the left and start, the, the valuation for the appreciation for the sharing per, uh, um, calculation, we're going to start that at a lower level.
0: Okay. So in this scenario, what level would that be?
1: I would say uh, typically around, um, it'd be around the 550 mark. That's so that's a, an example, which,
0: so how did you get to that though? And I think that really,
1: that's, that's something that's driven by the investors. So the investors are saying, um, Because of the current economic uh, circumstances, we are very unclear what the long-term horizon is for residential real estate. So we think that there's a very good chance that residential real estate will continue to appreciate. But also there is a, um, a, a chance, and we don't know what that figure is, but there is a chance that properties may significantly depreciate. There may be uh, a significant issue with forbearance, for example, or some other um, longer term impact caused by the pandemic that causes house prices to soften. Now, because of that, um, we want to build in this cushion um, and, uh, you know, and the investors are driving that cushion to be, a, you know, to be the, you know, the sort of figure I, I mentioned earlier.
0: Okay. So there is, okay, so there's a couple things in there that that aren't fixed, essentially. There's some variables, which is fine. I just want to make sure that I'm understanding this. So in scenario one, it sells at the same amount, but there's still going to be a profit center for you all because you're moving the needle to the left on the actual starting amount. Just because you're lending 20% of 650, in this case, assuming it's it's at 70% or less of the total debts, including that... um, you're not going to basically say that you're starting your basis at 650. You're starting at a discounted rate. Got That's it. right. Okay. Exactly. No, no problem. I just wanted to understand. So, in that so in scenario one, it sells at the same amount that it appraised at the time we start working together. However, if the numbers are the same, the sale is the same as the appraisal. You guys still have a margin because you've discounted
1: exactly. the basis.
0: Below. Absolutely. Okay. Right. So then in scenario, and we haven't even gotten to profit yet, right? Um, for me, right? Um, scenario two, it sells at a lower price. So assuming that that lower price is still above the yep, basis you've that you've it. created, right? That's your guys's gain, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And then, and, then, and then the last scenario would be scenario three. So we have sells at we sells below or scenario three would be above. So you guys have already discounted it. And now the spread would be even larger than if it was at a break even in my terms, right? So again, can you explain to me, uh, if you don't mind Matt, the, the percentage. So let's say, you know, we're gonna go with scenario three. And I don't know if it's gonna take five years or 15 years, but let's say that I sell the property at 750 instead of 650. All right. Now your guys's basis after paying me the 130 uh, would be roughly, again, this is a hypothetical. So we're not exact here, everybody, uh, but it would be 550. So the difference between 550 and 750 is 200,000. And what would be the percentage that you guys would keep assuming you lent me the full 20%, which was the 130 grand, or, or does that even matter?
1: Yeah. And the, because the 130
0: and d- is going to come back first.
1: Yes, exactly. So, um, and then our, we would then share in approximately 60% of that 200,000 appreciation. And one last thing, just to, you know, th- th- throw one, one, one sort of last bit of complication in for you. What we want to be able to do is make sure that if your property appreciates significantly, I mean, way beyond that figure, we have a, a, an overall cap so that we cannot earn more than a certain amount each year on an annualized basis um, from this agreement. So um, even though we are adjusting it back with one hand, we balance it out with a return on investment cap that says that if your property does go through the roof, then we won't take all of that as, as, you know, we won't take our full share. What is
0: that cap? Is it standard or is it varied? And
1: again, it it depends on the property, depends on the state, depends on the, uh, you know, the amount, but it's around 15 to 18%. So that means that the return on investment cannot be more than that figure. Um, You know, if you sell your house for a lot more, so that means anything over and above that, you, you know, is yours yeah, to keep. Which is a
0: pretty safe bet because, you know, can a property go up over 15 or 18% in a year or two? Well, of course, but over a 10 or 15-year period over averages, you're not you're not seeing anywhere near that number. So, that's a good position for you guys and it's a good position for a short-term investor like myself. Long-term, that's, that's pretty high, but at the same time, factor this in, guys. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, factor this in, this is not a loan, there is no interest and, you know, you, you say there's no debt, but you can't sell the property without paying it back. So there's a lien still. So I don't know if I agree 100% yeah, on it the depends. fact that there's I think no we're using debt. The,
1: it's, it's not debt in the, in the strict... In the traditional debt of having an interest payment. Yeah, you have right. an obligation. Absolutely. Cool. So what, what we're saying, we're not saying there's no obligation. We're saying there is clearly an obligation that you have, which is a contractual obligation that is evidenced by the lien. However, it's not... It's not a loan. It's not a debt product.
0: I get it. Matthew, you're doing a great job of explaining this, by the way, because I, oh, thank you. I'm, yeah, that's right. I'm not the brightest when it comes to all I'm the I'm just little... reading
1: from my script. Too, you <laughs> that's right. Right, yes.
0: I'm not the brightest whenever we get outside of the black and white of what I know. So, but you're doing a good job guys, uh, so far. This is actually very, very helpful. I didn't even know that these exist. And these are called home equity agreements, guys, not loans, not lines not second mortgages, their home equity agreements. Of course, they're gonna put a lien on your house because they don't wanna pay you money and invest in you and, and your property just for you to go sell it and then lose their money. They're going to obviously make it difficult for you to try to screw them, if not impossible. I get it, but this, this is very, very interesting. So we talked about in the event that it sells for uh, the same amount, they're still gonna make their money because they've discounted their their cost basis essentially, right? Uh, scenario two, it sells at a lower price. As long as that lower price is above the cost basis, it seems that they would still get paid. Am I missing anything on that yeah, scenario? Yeah, no, no, that's it, yeah. Okay, and then scenario three is it, it, it goes up. So they would obviously have a smaller cost basis than what they lent on. And they would they would take 60% of the appreciation with an ROI cap of, again, this is hypothetical, depends yeah. on the market, the city, everything else, even probably the date, right? A um, 15 to 18%. Um, so they are capping it um, yeah, at that rate. Yeah, All I would now, say is that
1: that sharing ratio of 60%, if we unlocked or, or invested 10% of the value of your home, in other words, 65000 that sharing ratio would be half that. So it would only be 30% of the increase in value. Okay, that
0: was my next question. So 60% at... 60% so it's, of the you just multiply you
1: multiply the investment percentage by approximately 3 so that means if we invest 5% let's say no let's say we invested 10% $65,000 instead of the 130 then that means that the sharing ratio would be 3 times 10% so if your house goes up from 650 to 750 we would share in that makes we perfect sense. So
0: 60% of the appreciation at a 20% investment or 30% appreciation on a 10% investment or 15% appreciation on a 5%. Basically, yep, you got it. Exactly. Like you said, it has a multiplier it. of yeah. three. Okay. And that makes perfect sense. So what happens, Matthew, what happens if um, I want to go get a refi And I don't wanna sell the home because you guys are essentially trying to get an appreciation. So I'd imagine that there's some sort of a fee or penalty to have to pay there. Or part two of that question, which is similar, what if I die? I don't have kids, but let's assume I did. And they inherited this property and they went to sell it. I guess it wouldn't matter if it was them selling it or me. What if they didn't wanna sell it though? What if they wanted to take over and be the new owner of it? Well, I'd imagine they'd have to pay you guys out as a lien holder, right?
1: Well, uh, no, the answer is um, these agreements can run for up to 30 years. Okay. Now, in that scenario where you would be um, passing your your property on to your children, as long as it's within that 30-year period, then it's entirely acceptable to transfer the agreement to... Uh, you know, to, to your children. So they would not have to sell the home. So it's, it's not like a reverse mortgage, for example, where when the last living, um, you know, occupier of the home passes, then the reverse mortgage comes to an end. This can continue as long as it's within that 30-year period. Okay, what happens um, if it goes beyond the 30 years? Well, then um, then it becomes due. So in other words, you then have an obligation to us to make that payment. And if you don't make that payment. Um, now, when you say make that payment though,
0: because we, at that point, we aren't selling, right? So we don't no, but you can know buy, what So what you
1: want to do then is you want to buy back the agreement. Right. And this is coming to your first question. So we can, you can buy back the agreement at any time without penalty. Now this is really why the return on investment cap is important is because if you wanted to use this capital for a very short period of time, three months, six months, nine months, something like that, then that return on investment cap would very much work in your favor because then the cost of capital would be a lot lower um, because we're not, you you know, we're not sort of calculating the full share of the equity. So you can buy the agreement back. So let's say that you were um, you know, using the capital to refurbish or, or to remodel a home. Um, and then you wanted to refinance. You could buy that contract out because if your property has suddenly gone up in value because of the forced appreciation that you've created from the remodel, sure, you will be in a better position. Or let's say you've, you've been able to rent the property out and the property has gone up in value. You've now got a, an, an income stream. If you're in a position to borrow money, to buy back the agreement, you can do that at any time. The only proviso is you cannot buy us out if we're going to make a loss. You can sell at any time, but you can't game the system as it were.
0: No, I get that. That, that's, that, that, yeah. that makes sense, guys. So if you, so essentially what you're saying is you're taking risks too. So it's probably rare, but in some scenarios, you guys probably lose, right? A little bit. It's Well, I
1: think it is, it's It's entirely possible, right. and it's not beyond the realms of reality that, that there could be scenarios I mean, where-
0: That scenario would only take place if the seller lost too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. That's right. Okay. So, you're sharing. So, when you say you're making an investment, investments have risk. So, you are sharing in the risk of losing money, but if the property is sold- At the same price, you guys will still win because you've discounted your cost basis. If you sell above, your cost basis gets even bigger. So you guys would even win there. And in the event that somebody wanted to buy you guys out and they didn't want to sell the property, there's no penalty there, but they would still have to pay uh, an interest rate on that money. Well, no, it's
1: not an interest rate. We would simply appraise the house at the time that you want to sell and would use that as the Calculation of what the house is now worth.
0: Okay. So we but would, then you, but then you would essentially want your twenty percent, assuming it was.
1: Yeah, so we'd use the same numbers. Or the you'd want your sixty
0: percent if it was the twenty percent investment, or the thirty percent of the appreciation of the ten percent, so on and so forth.
1: Yes, and yeah. and again, subject to that cap. So if you wanted to buy us out after, say, less than a year, then you, you know the cap would certainly come into play because the amount that you would pay us back would be far less. If you applied that return on investment cap
0: i like um, it i like it so you're three times higher maybe four times higher than my line of credit but interest could be in the rears which changes a lot of things right so right now i have to pay interest every month to borrow my own money to go buy property in this case if i was willing to pay a higher rate but not have the hassle of the monthly interest payments this might be a valid solution
1: for me and also it's it's Difficult, there are touch points when you compare the cost of money. There are touch points. So, in other words, if you look at what the cost was compared to a fixed rate mortgage, um, in some circumstances, it'll be more, in some circumstances, it'll be less. But the thing we mustn't lose focus on is for people that are unable to borrow money. So, let's say that you're in a position where um, you didn't have the credit score that you have, and many developers, and I know many developers, Um, who haven't missed a payment, but because they are using a lot of their credit facilities, their credit scores are sort of low 600s. And that means that many banks will not lend the money. So if you're in a position where you cannot borrow money, or if you're looking at rental properties, you may be fully leveraged on your existing rental properties, yet have a lot of equity and we can work with rental or investment properties. So, um, excuse me in a scenario where you can't borrow more on this property because um, it, you know, you've already maxed out based on the available rental income, you could still have enough equity to be able to use that equity to, to buy or invest in, an, in another property. So there are many situations where this product is completely different to a loan because um, if you have a poor credit score, you can use it to pay off debt where in your situation, you would be using debt to pay down debt. In this I totally
0: get it. Okay. So one of the things that I was a little confused about is how are you going to call something that's debt, not a debt? But you're, but it's not necessarily. It's a lien. Yes. Again, I mean, it's an obligation. It's a contractual it's obligation. It's a contractual Okay. Yeah. And again, I'm not arguing, Matthew. I just yes. wanted to try to understand it. So I can help you explain it to no, the No, no, it's fine. And viewers. it's not
1: we're, not, we're not trying to be clever with words here. No, no, and, I don't,
0: and that's not what I'm saying.
1: But the important thing is, and again, apologies for repeating myself, but some of the implications of a loan or implications of debt are things like it appears on your credit score. Now, this does not appear on your credit score as an item. It just doesn't. Because, because there's no it, monthly reporting happening. Exactly, so it's that just means,
0: an agreement that's 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 constituted or originated between you it's all. It's a real estate which,
1: agreement. Well, yeah, now, which, is, means, which
0: is quantum RE, right? And then the yeah. homeowner or the property owner. Now, cool. Thing, or it guess, could be,
1: and we, we work with a number of other investors. So it's either our own capital or it's capital that we um we we act as an as a an intermediary or a broker for other companies in this space as well. So we can that that's how we get to offer. Um, these types of agreements across multiple states. Um, But the other interesting thing is people have used home equity agreements to get them out of foreclosure. So you may find yourself in a position, like let's say you missed a few payments on your mortgage. Even though you've got $400,000 of equity, you could still find yourself being foreclosed on if you don't meet your monthly payments. Um, Now with a home equity agreement, you could use some of that money You could use that $130,000 to pay down your mortgage even further. So you can use this type of agreement to pay off a mortgage. You said you wanted to pay off your mortgage. Um, It's entirely possible that you could do that with this instrument. Uh, And it means you would be debt-free. It means you'd have an obligation when you sell your home that not all of the sales proceeds go to you. But in the meantime, you have... Uh, no debt, you have no monthly obligations. And so that's, that's, um, I I just right with three. No, 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 absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, I I follow. I think that this is a very unique uh, way to go about offering liquidity and or capital to an individual that has equity in their home. Now, this will not work if you don't have any equity, guys. You have to have your debt service plus what they're willing to lend you. That has to—that was basically part two. And from the very beginning, I'm looking at my notes here. You have to be at 70% or less of the appraised value. So if your debt service alone is at 70% or above, this won't work for you. You have to have basically about 60% debt service before you include any loan to make it work. But this could be a a very very good 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 option for somebody that needs money, um, doesn't have the best credit score. um, I mean, lots of reasons. You don't wanna have the monthly interest payment. You know, it's a very creative way. And I'm gonna be honest, Matt, whenever you sent, or whenever, you know, whoever sent this over to say, hey, let's do this podcast. I usually say no, but I was intrigued and I was thinking, well, let's check this out. Let's see what this is all about. But I'm going to call Matt out on some bullshit if this is some bullshit. Pardon my language. <laughs> right. But I'll yeah. be honest, man. This is, this, is a, this is something new that I haven't seen. And I don't think this is something that I am going to want to jump into right away. But I like the fact that I know about it. And there's yeah. probably a lot of people out there that this does make sense for them, right? They don't have the best credit. They have equity in their home. They're not looking to sell their home. They, they want to have some money, either short-term or long-term, that's not a debt, that doesn't have an interest uh, payment due every month, that basically allows somebody else to invest in their equity, and in return, they're going to take a share, uh, which may be the majority, it may not, depending on how much you guys are lending to them, of the appreciation down the road. So. Yep. I was kind of hoping I was gonna get to call bullshit. I'll uh, be honest. I can t-
1: I can tell you the sense of relief on this side is is <laughs> tangible, you know. <laughs> hey,
0: we like to have fun on this show, man. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you straight up, I was really looking forward to calling bullshit. But you've done an excellent job of explaining this, and this is a this is something new, guys. Even David Dodge learns new things every day. right? Yeah, I
1: think we should I think we should end the interview right now. Actually, while <laughs> we're
0: so Matt, I, I I think this is cool, man. I learned something new. I think this is a very very cool product. Um, and unfortunately for me, I don't get to call bullshit on you, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing for everybody here. So, um, Matt, this is cool. What Thank What you. am I? What are we? I mean, I've drilled you hard. You know that. I, I haven't. I haven't been easy. No, I mean you've that's asked. All good. Yeah, you know,
1: solid, intelligent questions that you know need to be asked, and and really, it is um, as you rightly say, it's an offer. There are terms, and you know, people are free to accept or reject that offer. Sure, yeah, um, and
0: that's the thing. It's it's an agreement. Yeah. So but, Matt, what have I missed? We've covered a lot of things, and I really do appreciate you sticking with me um, and using my example, just because it's going to help me learn, but also by having a fixed set of numbers, it helps everybody else follow the flow of how, of how these agreements a, but the, the work. sort of
1: the usual questions we get are things like, um, what are the charges associated with mm-hmm. this? So, um, good question. Um, first of all, there are no upfront fees. So we talked about appraisals. We talked about, um, valuations. So, um, with pretty much all of the investors that we work with, um, there are no upfront fees. So, um, you know, there are occasionally, but there, but, you know, we, in 99% of the cases that we work with, um, there are no out of pocket expenses for the homeowner so the homeowner does not have to find the money for the appraisal and run the risk of losing that that's borne by the investors perfect um, there is a once off charge of 3% so the money that you get your 106 what was it uh, 130000 you would get that less a 3% once off fee and the cost of the appraisal and other direct costs, such as, uh, you know, the title fees and and other um, filing fees, that comes out of your hundred and thirty thousand. So normally you would net about ninety four percent of that um, of that figure. So uh, all of the charges come out of the the closing um, fees.
0: Yeah, no, and that makes sense, you know. Um, you guys have to process loans and applications and pull credit and get appraisals and do inspections maybe. Are you doing inspections or is it just appraisal? Yeah, it does.
1: It, it, again, sorry, I, yeah, that's easy for me to say. Um, it depends on the property. So, sure, and, um, and that makes in, sense. Totally In In it. some cases, we can just do a desktop valuation with with a drive-by photographer. Um, in some cases, we'll do home inspections. It really depends on the property. And that makes sense.
0: I totally get it. I buy, I buy. I specialize in direct-to-seller uh, discounted properties. I, I, I bought a hundred houses. I shouldn't say I, my team and I bought a hundred yes. houses last year. We bought a hundred the year before. Um, I would say 94 to 97 of those hundred were direct to seller off market properties. Yes. we bought a couple mark, you know, on market, a couple, you know, four or five a year. The other 95 essentially is direct to seller. Um, and we want to buy properties that need work. It's hard to get somebody that's got a brand new property worth 200 grand to sell us that property at 150,000.
1: Yeah, exactly. If
0: it needs a bunch of work, it's really easy. It's either you put in the work and force the appreciation, or we're going to do it. Yes. And I'm very transparent whenever I talk to a seller on the phone. My team even laughs at me, Matthew, because the first thing I say is, Hey, I'm Dave with House Sold Easy. I don't pay retail. What you got?
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to
0: sell me something? Well, at, least, at least I'd love to buy it, but I don't need to buy it. You know, yes. it's, it's if I can get a deal on it. So, but I think, this but is I think really
1: in those, and again, what we have, um, our sort of home equity agreements are used, Funny enough, a lot by people who do remodel homes because uh, you know, many of those people find it difficult getting short-term finance. Um, and they may be buying homes for cash, for example, or where there's a significant amount of equity. So it's, it's actually very cost-effective money because the appreciation that they're getting from that remodel, Really makes the you know the funding worthwhile. It does. Um,
0: I, I can see how this would be a, a very good product for somebody that could use it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there's a lot of pros with yeah. this with this. I, offer. But now, everything in life's got pros and cons, guys.
1: Everything. But, but you got to look at it as another. It's another tool on the belt. Right. And that's the really good thing. I think it's, you know, because beforehand you just had debt, different flavors of debt, you know, a HELOC or a mortgage or a a, a line of credit or um, now there's another product which looks at another part of the capital stack. And so for a homeowner, they've now got more choice.
0: They've got more options. Yeah. So let's run through one more quick scenario here, uh, Matthew. Let's say that I borrowed, so in this scenario, you guys would lend, assuming my numbers were right and they all checked out and appraised yeah. and everything else, you could lend me up to 130, but at that rate, it'd be 60% of the appreciation. A- approximately, yes. Approximately, right. Approximately. Now, let's say that I only needed you know, half of that or wanted half of that, yes. right? So that a half of, of 13 is 65. six and a half. So let's say I wanted 65,000 to be invested in me. What that does is that decreases the amount that you guys would take from sixty percent of the appreciation to thirty percent of the appreciation because now I'm only looking That's at ten percent right. versus yeah. twenty, and there's yeah. the three times multiplier which we've yeah. we've found. But let's say that I only borrowed it for a month. Yeah. Let's say that you know I borrowed it, I fixed up my kitchen, um, and then of course there's lots of exits. I could sell the property. Um, i which would which would then force you guys to get thirty percent of the appreciation, of course, um, but I could pay it back it's an agreement not not, yeah. not necessarily a loan or a debt, it's an agreement so let's say I wanted to get the agreement off of the off of the title um and I only borrowed that sixty five grand for thirty days one month. How do you guys factor in what would need to come back so obviously all sixty five which yeah. is what we call our principal, comes back um now really that's not true though because i wouldn't receive 65 guys i would receive 0.97 of 65 so let's just run through the scenario real well, about life, point, right?
1: about 0.95 yeah so you would but but that's but we would still want back the full 65
0: totally get that um, so I would actually get—is it point nine five or point nine seven? Is it? 0.95 or 0.97? Is it it's point
1: nine five or- because it's a three percent fee plus the direct costs. So we have a a three percent origination fee, plus whatever costs we run up in terms of appraisals or. Um, Uh, you know, filing fees. Cool. So the
0: one-time charge isn't 3% then it's 3%. I'm just want to be clear. I'm not. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a one-time charge of 3% plus whatever it costs, whatever our out-of-pocket expenses were. So we then take those out of the. That's
0: fine. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. So when you say, so here's one thing that I want to just clarify on And Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be ignorant by asking this question. It's not my MO. Yes. I just want the listeners and viewers to to understand, like I did. So when you say one-time charge of three percent minus the costs,
1: it's it's three percent
0: plus. I mean, plus, plus. I'm sorry, plus those costs. Yep, yep. Very, very good. And now, when you say costs, those are costs for, I'm assuming, title, taxes, appraisal, appraisal, yes, and maybe an inspection.
1: Okay, so those are our out-of-pocket costs that we ran up when we. Um, but order- that doesn't
0: include your time.
1: Yeah. But now that's including
0: our- the 3%, right? That's the 3%. So okay. So our- that's our- the question there because exactly. one could say in theory, right? And we do this when we rehab houses sometimes, you know, our out of pocket may be 15 grand, but when we go to show the bank, the upgrades, you know, we don't factor in our time. Time's money. So if we factor in the amount of time plus the, the, the hourly rate of our pay, that rehab didn't cost fifteen grand. It might cost nineteen or twenty or 21000 because we're now including time, which exactly. has a value, right? Yep. So in this case, the time is included in the 3%, and the costs are the costs. I just want to verify. Yep, that's so that amazing. would be the title, uh, appraisal, inspection, yes. uh, maybe even the closing costs themselves, which are minimal. But the three percent is more of a fee for all of your services and time. Exactly. That's perfect. right. Okay. So that makes sense.
1: So that's, and that's a, right. a once-off. So the other important thing is there are no other fees. There's no monthly fees. There's no, um, uh, which maintenance makes it a good.
0: Or- in my opinion, that makes it a pretty good deal. I mean, you're you're not getting financing. You're not getting a loan. You're not getting, in this case, an equity agreement for free, guys. You're gonna be paying something. Ideally, you pay as little as you can in the beginning. In this case, it's about 5% of what you get. So it's not even a cost, really. It's a cost, but it's not an expense, meaning it doesn't come out of your pocket. It's just less you get right? Correct. Um, so in this case, 65,000 times, and again, we're, we're estimating these costs are about 2%, but really in theory, it's 3% plus those costs. Yeah. So just to keep it simple, we'll say 65 times 0.95. So I'd actually receive 61,750, but I would owe the 65 back. And again, back to the scenario here, right? One month. So I would receive 61,750. I have to pay back 65, but then I'd have to pay something
1: on top of that, right? And that's where the cap comes into play. So in most cases, there is a return on investment cap that is designed specifically with this, for this situation. It's
0: designed for this because you you won't necessarily be getting an appraisal if I just want to pay you out.
1: Go away. Well, that's right. And what right. we don't want to do is say, um, because if we look at the, remember, we had that 550 reduced um, adjusted value right if we calculate it based on that then it, the money becomes too expensive in other words it's not economically viable for you if you use this for short term so that's why that- yeah because
0: you would basically be factoring in you know a hundred thousand 000- dollar be, be, yeah, we'd be the 30%. Basis. Yes, exactly. Right. 60% or even 30%, 30%. Let's say in this scenario where I only did the 70 grand, that's 30%. That's still 30 grand over a month. So that, yeah, so that's, that's the why the comes into
1: play. Exactly. Then, then it becomes, it's not, so you're looking at 15 first. to 18% annualized exactly so
0: you're looking at you know one in a tenth to one in a fifth a month basically something along yeah those lines. so that's really
1: that would that would be your the cost of funding
0: okay cool well that's not bad actually at all Man, i was really hoping i was gonna get to call bullshit on you today. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys you heard it from the man himself matthew over at quantum re guys matthew is the ceo and the founder Um, Matt, how would somebody go about getting in touch with you if they have more questions? I'm not even gonna get in the way on this scenario, guys. If you have found value from this podcast, this show, this audio, this video, wherever you may be seeing uh, this particular episode or hearing it, um, I just wanna provide value. That's my goal as a host to you all. I'm not gonna get in the way. I want you guys to go talk directly to Matt if this sounds like something that could benefit you and it sounds to me like this is this has a lot of you know ability to help people that need not only short term but long term funding if they have equity in their home by getting somebody to come in and make an investment into you again this isn't a debt this isn't a loan this is what we refer to as an home equity agreement and by golly david dodge learned something new today <laughs> <laughs> so well, man, well, with the answers on. Um, and I'm not ending right here by any means, but let's take a quick break. If you guys are listening to this and you want more information, do not contact me because you know what I know at this point, I want you to contact Matt directly. He's going to be the one that's going to be able to tell you if you're eligible and as well as get you all the stuff that you're going to need to get this ball rolling. And I believe Matt, you had mentioned something about an ebook or something along those lines. Yeah. Too, so we have right a, off. our website
1: is quantum re, which is Q U a n t m r e dot com
0: a n t m r e quantum r e so that 's dot com right
1: exactly and yep. uh, and the, the, the reason behind the name is part of our strategy going forwards is to be able to take those real estate assets, fractionalize them into tiny pieces, and then create a platform where people can trade where they can buy and sell these home equity agreements so that's why we called it quantum the idea is that we can fractionalize or chop up into tiny pieces those agreements so it's quantum re there's an ebook there's some podcasts funnily enough on there there's other interviews there's some other documents there's a calculator that enables you to find out approximately how much equity um you know we would be interested in investing in um, so there's lots of resources there. And obviously you can contact us at any point and we would be delighted to answer any questions that you would have.
0: Awesome guys. Check it out. Quantum E.com. And they do have a free download over here. It's like a, a little ebook. It's an equity freedom ebook. I'm on the website right now. Um, and they will, uh, essentially let you know if there's something that's going to you know that you're going to be eligible for or not if you have equity and you have credit of any kind you know you're, you're probably going to be able to work with these guys unless you're below a 550 your equity is very slim and you live out in the middle of kansas it's kind of the way i look at it right but look
1: we'd love to hear from you anyway
0: that's right and they'd love to hear from you anyway i love it i love it so guys, check it out. Quantumre.com, Matthew Sullivan here. And I wanna thank you, Matt. I'm appreciative of your time. Um, and man, you got through the through the gamut of questions with no sweat at all. So thank you.
1: I'm I'm gonna go and have a lie down
0: now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Oftentimes I do these shows and I don't rec- I don't publish them because not that I am, you know, really in the business of calling bullshit, but if I don't feel that there's value being created by these shows and these episodes, no, I don't publish one. them. But this is one you again. Do. I've learned something new today, and I think that this that this product that they're offers that they're offering um, has some serious legs. I think this could be a very viable option for a lot of the listeners and viewers so guys again check it out matthewsullivanquantumre.com and uh matt what i leave out man did i miss anything
1: no i think that's that's it i think we've we've covered um you know everything it is straightforward it's um you know the key not as confusing as one would think it's not i mean the, the biggest challenge for us as as you can see is education right it's really just but the interesting thing and the exciting thing about this product is there's so much of it about and we're really beginning to get some momentum now and it's these types of agreements have been around for about 10 years i think over the next few years we will see more and more companies coming into this space because there's $15 trillion worth of equity in single family homes. So it's this huge untapped asset class. There's an enormous amount of demand from people. It's very good for the economy because we're not increasing borrowing. It's good for banks because we're protecting their investments. um, And we're enabling people to move money from their equity into their their spending account without increasing their debt. So, you know, it is an exciting uh, you know, products, you know, and the challenges are just really trying to get people to understand that this is, um, it's real. It's here to stay. Um, Our conversation always start with, why would I ever do this? And they always end with, why wouldn't I do it? Um, (laughs) That's right. That's right. And and, um, so it's great, but it is great. David to be invited on. And, and, um, you know, thank you again for, yeah, I'm happy to have for, you Matt, for bearing but, with me as I, sh- Oh, you know, there's, no there's,
0: problem. I appreciate you not, not quitting with all of the drill. Yes. But <laughs> that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why the audience that we have follows us because we're, we don't beat around the, the book here. Right. And, like, and, and rightly so we yeah. want to know what's going on. So I do have one final question for you, Matt, before we let you go here, what kind of investor typically is investing in these home equity agreements. Is this a hedge fund type of a business? Is, there, is this a private equity type of a business? Or do you have individuals like me that have an extra 100 grand laying around that says, hey, I like this idea. I know that I'm not gonna get any interest payments on my money, but I'm gonna get to share in the appreciation on a property, assuming it checks out. So I'm just curious, and it doesn't matter to the listeners and viewers, but this is just David being curious. What is the average investor that you guys are working with What do they look like?
1: Um, At the moment, primarily hedge funds, um, pension funds, multifamily offices. Sure. And that's kind of what I was
0: thinking because it takes a special kind of investor to make an investment that, that doesn't have a guaranteed return in X number of days, weeks, months, or years. They do in theory, but it's up to the owner of the home to decide when they want to exit this agreement. Basically, it, it by is. buying it out I mean, or by you know, selling the, most, the
1: property. Most homeowners do tend to sell around, you know, within seven years. Yeah,
0: seven's pretty standard, right? They're going to either sell or they're going to refi. And at that point of refi, they're going to need to pay it off. So. But the
1: money that, that is investing at the moment, it's funny, it's changing because it's long-term um, inflation hedge. It's a type of capital where the allocation comes from a particular pot that doesn't need a cash pay that is there really as a sort of a foundation. It's a hedge. It's basically. an asset-backed investment. Yeah. And really? that's, what,
0: that's what my guess was, Matthew. It was but that type want, of thing. We yeah. want
1: to be able to, and part of our strategy is to open up this type of investment to anybody. So, mm-hmm. um, and really what I was alluding to earlier was uh, we want, and a part of our plan over the next, I don't know, 12 to 18 months is to deliver a platform where Small investors, non-accredited investors will have the opportunity to buy into home equity agreements with a tool that gives them a map.
0: Yeah, similar to like a, like a prosper.com or a lendingclub.com, exactly. but that's- more on the, on, the, on the terms of they're investing in the equity via home equity agreements, not just that's like, it. oh, you got to pay off your credit card. Here's a personal That's it plan. precisely. This sort of I like it. I think board. that's a very unique, uh, unique play i like that
1: so we are yeah it's and it's moving forward so it is you know it's it's uh it's it's like you know trying to chew an elephant you know eat an elephant but you know one bite at a time but it is it's moving and and it is uh uh you know a very exciting space i love it
0: matthew i am grateful for your time i appreciate you coming on i love learning new things so you have been been one of the unique people that was able to actually teach me something today. So again, I want to thank you so very much. Guys, check out Matthew Sullivan, quantumre.com. He is the go-to guy when it comes to uh, converting your equity into cash. Matthew, thanks again for coming on the show today. Guys, don't forget, you can learn more directly from Matt. I'm not getting in the way. You go talk to him directly, quantumre.com. Until next time, signing off. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, David. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com